I think people are pretty aware that there is, you know, a, a selection of oils out there that you can that use, uh, whether it be cooking or it's as an ingredient already in processed foods um, that differs from, <clears throat> excuse me, it, it's not just things like olive oil or uh, uh, coconut oil. There's another another realm of seed oils that comes from things like safflower, sunflower, um, uh, canola oil, corn oil, soy Sesame oil. oil. Yep. So the list goes on and on. And uh, so, but corn. there has been some, I think, uh, some, I guess, uh, health. Uh, detrimental health effects of these seed oils have been somewhat, ex uh, I feel like, conveyed uh, by certain people. You're listening to the Addicted to Fitness podcast, brought to you by Elemental Training Tampa. Now, here's your hosts, Nick and Shannon Birch. Thanks for stopping by and checking out another edition of the Addicted to Fitness podcast. Uh, we have a nutritional focus on this week's episode. Is nutritional? Yeah, nutritional is the word. I would say we're focused on one particular item that I think uh, I think there's a lot of questions about. Mm -hmm. I've seen uh, a lot of people question its health benefits or lack thereof. Mm -hmm. um, so we're going to explore uh, the, uh, seed oils. Um, kind of maybe go into in depth on them, what they are, if they're healthy, if they're unhealthy, um, and see if there's something you should add or subtract to from your diet. Yes. But before we get into that, guys, we want to tell you um, that this podcast is thanks to you listeners. Um, you know, we keep coming back each week with some brand new content for you guys because you guys demand it. You really do. I mean, we see with the likes, mm -hmm. uh, the download numbers, meaning you're sharing the podcast with a friend, and of course, the reviews. So uh, we really appreciate that. So thank you for doing all that. And if you haven't done so, please head to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or your preferred podcast app and give us that rating review. Um, so uh, training recaps. Yes. Did you have a good week of training this week? I had a decent week. Well, let me tell. Well, tell me more about it. I should say. <laughs> um, so, for those of you who don't know, we like to do a quick little rundown of how our training changes from week to week. Mm -hmm. Explore why the reasoning. Maybe if we got through tough moments, what we managed to do, how we felt about it. We feel like it's a really good reflection, and it helps us stay on track with our goals. So for me, I had a decent week. I got on the bike. I did a strength workout, which involved more push-ups than I have done in probably six months. Mm. I've not done a lot of push-ups of late. And I had one workout where I did, I think I counted 72 mm -hmm. in a half-hour workout. Which was a lot since I had not done. Now, granted, I did modified push-ups, but it did bring me back to my cheerleader days when I could do probably close to that many full-on normal push-ups. Mm. Like 
I there were some times during games where I did cross legged ones and I did like fifty to a hundred. Yeah. Wow. So I will say I'm still not there yet. So but I am trying to work myself back to, to the strength days? gold. So you're saying you're going back to your cheerleading days? Well, I wanna see if I can get that upper body strength. I don't have to match that, but I would love to be able to do non-modified push-ups again. Now, granted, I also had, I ended up getting horrible nerve damage after mm -hmm. cheerleading. So I don't think I'm going to get back to exactly what I was, but I do want to see how strong that I can get. Is there a possibility that you'd be wearing a cheerleading outfit? Um, I'm sure in your mind, that's going to be a part of that goal. Okay. And... I'm not against it. There we go. So, All right. And then we will table that for another time, possibly yes. not on this podcast. Anyways, keep going. And then I also here. did, I was so sore from that workout that I ended up having to take an extra day off this week. And But I did do a really wonderful yoga flow um, on Peloton with Dennis Morton. He did the yoga too? He does yoga too, and he he's actually all. really good. He does it all. He's he's actually a pretty good cure. He can he can like move you through it fast or slow, and he's got some really nice cues that help help you find kind of where you need to be in a pose. Mm -hmm. um, but he has some pigeon specific poses uh, or flows, I should say. And I will say it was a I it's probably the longest I've held a pigeon for a bit and probably more advanced. He really got me there. So thank you, Dennis Morton. He's multi-talented. He's a very talented man. He's, mm -hmm. he's passionate about his music too, which I appreciate. So you had yoga, you had strength training, and Peloton this week. Yes. Wow, nice. Productive. I feel like my week I was very... Yoga. I did two Pelotons. Two sorry. Pelotons. So sorry. Yeah, don't say sorry. Say it loud, say it proud. Uh, so uh, my week was productive also. Mm -hmm. uh, Tell me. Two Pelotons also for me. Hey, hey. And two days of jujitsu and uh, two lifting sessions at the house and at least one. I know I got to go to the gym too to do some heavy leg presses and some... Um, some hamstring, prone hamstring curls, which I like to do uh, mm -hmm. when I have time there. So I think I did some, I did upper body and lower body that day. So that was good. It was a good week. Felt very strong at jujitsu this week um, and feeling pretty good. Uh, now I'm taking my weekend to recover. So I'm ready to go at it again. So yeah, the training was definitely on point this week. Feeling good, feeling good, feeling strong. All right. So before we jump into the main topic about seed oils, I want to tell you guys that if you are in need of a workout program design specific to your fitness goals, uh, you need to reach out to moi, to myself, uh, through the ATF podcast Instagram. Because if you reach out and say, hey, I need a workout plan, I can create one through you, uh, for, through you. I create, I can create one for you through the Tampa, Tampa Strength app. Basically, I, I, you contact us. 
Uh, we uh, you answer a few questions about uh, fitness goals, uh, exercise equipment, previous injuries, some related <laughs> other other related questions, and then I create your workout plan and deliver it through an app. So yes, an app you can use on your smart device or a laptop. There's also a uh, web base, a website um, that has the uh, the app interface on it. So um, all these workouts have prescribed number of reps, sets. Um, rest in between and it all comes with exercise videos to explain the exercise in your workout program so maybe you're not to the point where you can afford a point afford a personal trainer but you can probably afford a personal trainer to create a workout plan for you so if you want to know more guys follow us on the atf podcast uh send us a dm say i'm interested in an online training program and i'll t- I'll, t- I'll respond to you and get you started through the TAMP Strength app. All right. Yes. Now, <clears throat> seed oils. This is something I feel like has been brought up, um, you know, in conversation with, uh, I think, specifically like uh, your in-law or my in-laws, your parents mm-hmm. have talked about it. Uh, I've heard people talk about it on podcasts. Um, I've heard it, uh, you know, talked about it on commercials, people talk about it and stuff. So, I think we wanted to delve into this topic a little bit and see what is really going on. So I think people are pretty aware that there is, you know, a a selection of oils out there that you can use, uh, whether it be cooking or it's as an ingredient already in processed foods um, that differs from, excuse me, it's not just things like olive oil or uh, uh, coconut oil. There's another, another realm of seed oils that comes from things like safflower, sunflower, um, uh, canola oil, corn oil, soy oil. oil. Yep. So the list goes on and on. And, uh, so, but there has been some, I think, uh, some, I guess, uh, health, uh, Detrimental health effects of these seed oils have been somewhat, uh, I feel like, conveyed uh, by certain people. Well, and I feel like we should back up like mm-hmm. a couple steps. Sure. And there are good fats and there are bad fats. Well, why don't you explain that? So... There are fats out there that because of their molecular structure are will actually do harm in our body. Whereas some fats are easier for our body to break down and process, eliminate, use. They actually give us good things. You know, mm-hmm. fats are vital to healthy skin, healthy right. hair. Yeah. Like Absolutely. it's in all of our tissues. It's it's a part of all of our cells. Mm-hmm. But there's the ones that are good and then there are the ones that cause damage right. that can actually have an inflammatory effect right. on and your th- body. And I think it's also from, um, to go into that kind of concept a little bit more, I think it's kind of like with every, like, th- a lot of topics we discuss 
you know, so you're talking about like different types of fat, like saturated fat, monounsaturated fat, polyunsaturated fat, um, and then things like to go beyond that, trans fat. Right. right. So those kind of items that do classify good or bad. I think it's pretty safe to say, though, that from what I've read and things that I know, that certain amounts of all those fats right. can be okay. It's, it's, there, yeah. These it's are, a lot to do with quantity. With moderation. Right. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. That, Some are worse than others, though. Right. Yeah. I get so you. what we've been hearing, and this, this all sparked because... I've been picking this up a lot more lately, even on podcasts that have nothing to do about health, mm-hmm. articles that have nothing to do with about health, conversations. These are not things from, you know, quote unquote health experts, but there seems to be, like you're saying, this common conception that seed oils are more dangerous right. than others, that mm-hmm. it's a bad fat. And so we had to dive in. We had to look at this and say, okay, should I be terrified of these oils? If so, why? What what do they actually do? Why are they bad? And this was something like even I didn't even know about this. Like we've had to actually research this and get to the bottom of Mm -hmm. it. So. So I think let's – the thing that I've always heard about seed oils is that uh, they're oxidized much quicker than, um, uh, like, mono. Well, than non-seed oils, I should say. Put mm-hmm. in that class for that cl- category. Um, so, and and to a certain extent, that is true. Like, there are some diff- there are many different types of seed oil, and some have a more less are less oxidized than others. Like, uh, we actually found an article on goop.com and i never thought i would ever go to the goop.com goop is gwyneth paltrow's company i'm guessing it's a brand yeah a brand if i will started by her which is is very all-encompassing now now granted she has had to dive pretty deep into health because she has her own health issues right which now, is really where the goop came from okay so i'll I totally believe that. I don't know too much around about about her background. This article is written written by a PhD in uh, nutritional biochemistry uh, from MIT. So she's just apparently apparently one of the you know science part of the, uh, part of the science department for Goop.com. Yes, they actually have a lot of very so, smart people. That so work yes, there. so yeah. So I once I, I saw this on the Goop, I was hesitant like, at first, okay. but then I read this lady's You're credentials, legitimate. and it was very. I was like, okay, I got a feeling she probably knows what she's talking about. Hashtag uh, impressive. So um, as we were saying, that uh, heat can oxidize seed oils well, uh, more easily than probably other. Uh, type of non-seed oils. And we'll say what that means in terms of oxidization because you may wonder like, okay, well, everybody needs oxygen. What's oxidizing happening? It's essentially damaging. Mm -hmm. So seed oils are made made of omega fatty six. Mm -hmm. Primarily, yes. Mostly. But, and there are good omega six and they're the not so good ones. The not so good ones are the ones that have been oxidized right. that are, you know, for lack of a better word to simplify it, they're they've been corrupted. <laughs> they've 
they've been made. I think this article used rancid. Mm -hmm. So they're bad. They've gone bad. They're past their expiration date. And you know what putting bad things into, you know, like if something goes bad, goes off, usually it's not that great for you. Right. Yeah. So I think uh, some things about uh, the the seed oils is that they oxidize uh, on, and, you know, over time, they don't last forever because, you know, the people usually make them shelf stable. They sell them in the grocery store at room temperature. But after they've been exposed to oxygen, like after the bottle's been opened, uh, they can be oxidized much quicker, especially things that are, especially seed oils that apparently are high in omega-3. They're most vulnerable to oxidation. And they uh, are polyunsaturated fats right and they include so they and another way they get oxidized is through heating through cooking um so that's why that's what i've always heard is probably what makes them the most rancid or produces free radicals is cooking them because some of them can't support high heat they break down the 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 chemical bonds inside the the oil breaks down and that's where oxidation occurs and that's where a lot of the uh the the you know, detrimental things can come when ingested. So like canola oil is highly oxidized, uh, can be highly oxidized when you cook with it. Um, but they said another one like sunflower oil uh, that's high in olic, olic acid uh, has relatively low oxidation prone fats. So Oleic. It's like, oleic, thank you. Um, so it's it's one of those things that's like, they're within the seed oils. There are probably also some good and bad seed oils. Yes, depending what are they are what they're composed of. And you think of like um, you think of like so an olive oil. Mm-hmm. They say that olive oil is actually one of the better ones for cooking, right? Because it has in in cooking we think of a burn point. Mm-hmm. So think of that the burn point. You know, some oils the minute it touches a frying pan. It's it's burned like it it cannot tolerate heat. It mm-hmm. immediately changes and goes bad. So it's that's similar. It's the same experience. You're just you know on a cooking scale, that oil immediately burns. When it has a low burn point, that is one of these that is going to be very um, quickly quickly changed. Right. You know, it's going to go off very quickly. Uh-huh. So. Those ones that have a higher burn point are the ones that are going to withhold their original structure, stay good, right? Longer, yeah. And I think it's certain components of the of the oil. Reading through these articles, there's certain components of the oil that make it give it that either higher burn point or Mm -hmm. more resistant to heat, like the oleic acid, or um, they were talking about. like coconut uh, oil alpha. actually has a pretty high burn point. That's why people oh, co- recommend you cook with it. I'm just R- saying. Right, I know, and that, and that's another thing. So because um, within this article, the you know the 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 writer was talking about how there is you know as coconut oil does have a high burn point, but it is mostly saturated fat. Right. And to the date, to date, most studies that um, basically. Try basically clinical trials that compare saturated fat to unsaturated fat. Saturated fat has a much more detrimental effect on heart health than unsaturated or like monounsaturated, polyunsaturated right. to date so far. 
right? So, and that's just based on the current research. I think it's something that's still being researched right now. Um, so that's the only thing with some of the saturated fats. Um, but this is, let's focus primarily on seed oils. The one thing that to kind of relate it to cooking and that I think a lot of people probably know about is the idea of trans fat. Yeah. You know, how there's been a huge, I mean, probably in the last 10 years, the, the campaign against trans fat has been really astonishing. I mean, I remember only a few short years ago, everything, every piece of food had to have no trans fat on it. Yeah. On the label, essentially, yeah. you know? Uh-huh. So it was, uh, and this article goes into it talking about how um, a lot of certain amount of seed oils can be turned to trans fat if they are hydrogenated. So that's another thing that actually came, um, not just cooking that, you know, food producers were creating hydrogenated oil and making it essentially an ingredient in a ton of foods. I mean, snack foods. Crisco, cakes. folks. Yeah. We're talking Crisco. That's, that's the thing. Crisco, for an actual physical representation of what a trans fat is. That is it. Uh, Crisco. Basically, they were trying to simulate uh, butter, I think what it was. They wanted to produce an oil that was essentially a solid at room temperature. And then that would turn to a liquid. And that would turn to liquid. Because, I mean, think about it. There's no, I mean, you can't keep butter out. I mean, it gets too soft and eventually wood. Well, in heat, you can't, yeah. Right, but we don't store butter in the pantry. Some people do. (laughs) Does it stay? Yep. Wow, interesting. Now, that's an idea of it going rancid, I feel like, pretty quickly. (laughs) Unless you're using it quickly. Either way, uh, (laughs) I would say Crisco is a little different. So hydrogenated oil has been linked to a lot, many, many health problems. Um, That's why it's essentially, I think, since 2008, it's almost been outlawed from any ingredient list. I mean, you'll see it every once in a while. You'll see it on, like, I feel a lot lot of salad dressings or sauces and stuff like that, especially... um, I believe a lot of, uh, I don't know if ethnic foods is the right category, but mm-hmm. a lot of foods that aren't produced in the United States still have it as an ingredient. Um, but yeah, so they have been, uh, and I it's been a big anti-trans fat campaign going mm-hmm. for a long time. So yeah, I mean, you, if you're, I think I already said it, but it's a common ingredient, snack foods, fried foods, commercial baked goods, and homemade pie crust. They had to go after pie crust, didn't they? <laughs> I don't put it in my pie crust. Hey, no. So uh, they say... I use butter. Consuming large amounts of trans fat raises blood cholesterol, causes inflammation, increases the risk of heart attacks. Um, obviously, before 1911, it was relatively low, but then Procter & Gamble, oh, thank you, invented partially hydrogenated oil and started selling it to Crisco short as Crisco shortening. Like also, Shane remember said. Procter & Gamble makes cleaning products. Oh, well, Procter & Gamble makes everything. They're, so they're, they're chemists. Mm-hmm. So this is that's where is really the uh, the idea of trans fat um, kind Hi- of hydrate. and and Hi- seed oils kind of intermixed. You know, I remember they were changing uh, the story. I've always heard about um, the oil at McDonald's. They changed it from beef tallow over to seed oil Mm -hmm. um, and totally changed the flavor and i think it actually had more uh detrimental health effects i think going through this article 
and seeing some of it because the lady has a lot of good points about it. She's like, a lot of research, clinical trials, which is kind of the gold standard of research, uh, does not demonstrate or does not suggest that seed oils are necessarily bad, worse for your health than non-seed oils. Um, she's like, it's a, right now, she's like, there's certain components. Um, yes, that things that are highly oxidized or seed oils that are highly oxidized and used in cooking can be detrimental. Um, it could say, obviously, the idea of hydrogenated seed oils like the Crisco. That is, I mean, we discovered how bad that was that we essentially eliminated. I mean, I think they said the FDA eliminated it from uh, foods or, yeah, it was banned. Uh, partially hydrogenated oil was banned in the U.S. in 2018. Um, so, I mean, we recognize how bad that was and try to take it out of most foods, even though it's still somewhat uh, around. Uh, but I think a lot of the things that are said in this article is that uh, seed oils aren't necessarily bad. Some are better for others for certain applications. But regardless of what oil it is, fried food isn't good for you. I mean, especially in when if you can't uh, consume it in moderation, right? So regardless if it's it's fried in a seed oil or non-seed oil, eating a ton of fried food is not going to be good for you. <laughs> well, and we're also, I mean, this is a study of of this, and you know, I've been looking through like what other health brands and things and linoleic acid. Mm-hmm which is what's in the seed oils yep. is what is what is is being vilified right you know people are saying steer clear now here's some additional things that I've consistently seen it's that it's not just that these seed oils are compared directly to other oils better, worse, mm-hmm. but also that they stay in your body longer. Hmm. Interesting. So that even though you may cut back or like you may say, oh, well, I haven't had one for, you know, this many days or whatever, they actually stay in your body and can do that damage, you know, especially if you're eating a lot of it, longer. And these, because there's been such a move away from the um you know the Crisco's and things like that in products a lot of companies needed like stabilizers they needed oils and in their products and so when you look at just start reading your nutrition labels they're in freaking everything it's true it is so hard like this one of the things that sparked this was we actually have a friend who came over for dinner and I asked her before she came over as I like to do hmm. because we're very aware some people we know have very specific diets. I knew she was one of those people who had very specific diets. When I asked her, she said, oh, and I'm trying to stay away from seed oils. And I went, huh? And so I started looking into this and that is what I also heard was essentially it's about how prevalent these are and how just like sugar it's become so common like i don't know if people heard about the whole thing about oatly came to the united states as like oat milk alternative milk and tons of people were like oh my god i love oat milk it's amazing it's the best thing ever 
But then people started looking at the nutrition label and it included all of these kind of extra ingredients. Rapeseed oil was mm -hmm. one of those, a seed oil. Right. And there was a whole group of like, you know, really clean, pure eaters who said, do not buy this. This is so bad for you. Like you're drinking this oil, like especially in this form where you're drinking it, like don't get this, stay away from it. And I remembered that. I remember that campaign. People started trying to make their own and started going to other brands. I think Oatly actually changed their recipe here in the United States because of the uproar mm -hmm. against that. And so now, like, they will say on there, like, no rapeseed or, like, no seed oil right. in some products. But that is kind of the backlash that seed oil is getting now. And it is. I mean, it's prolific in, in processed foods and prepackaged food. That is why it poses a real threat because we're consuming a lot more than we're actually aware of. Yeah, I think that that's a good and point. And it is an inflammatory, long-lasting oil. Well, I think, especially in the amounts that we're taking it in. Yes. I think, like I said, I think looking at this article, in, and it's all, like I said, in small amounts, they probably, it's sure. probably not detrimental. But right. if it has, like you said, if it's in almost everything we put in our body... That's when it starts accumulating. And I don't know about the bioaccumulation of seed oils or not, if your body can process it or not. I'm not aware of that. But like you said, if you feel like you're not, ha if, if you don't realize how much you're putting into your body, that's, that's the problem. And that's like you said, it is in many things. I mean, it's like, it's peanut oil. Peanut oil is considered a seed oil. I believe it. That's, Peanut butter, folks. <laughs> Peanut butter. But anywho, uh, it's uh, I think Nut like you butters. said, the, the fact that is Salad. in so many foods, and I mean, it, it, the processed food is a, a large. I feel like a, a big, broad uh, label, um, but it is in a lot of foods. I mean, like you said, it's, I mean, if it's going into non or dairy milk, I mean, it can go into everything for God's sake. It, it is. It it goes into even like a lot of things that are very quote-unquote healthy i found this one post it's like common culprits pasta sauces peanut nut butter salad dressings roasted nuts packaged foods most restaurants fried foods and at the top it says how to avoid and i'm like that's literally everything we eat <laughs> all food all the, food essentially the, except the that comes out of the ground the one that's the worst is and i don't know it's, it's definitely not the worst but for me i run into long i love sun-dried tomatoes and literally, they are basically to where mostly the best way to find them is in a jar of oil. And then they're in there and swimming around in the oil. And they're delicious. But I have found it nowhere have I found it except for Trader Joe's do they pack it in olive oil. Every other place you look on the back and it has it with canola oil or something. No, I'm not. Oh, yeah. Canola oil. Big culprit. Like... It's on everything. And I know it's I'm not so drinking. Much. And I'm not drinking it, per se. I mean, I'm probably intaking it if I would have got the other brand before. But, like I said, I and I've done articles. I've written blog posts about olive oil. I feel like olive oil is kind of the king. It's kind of the gold standard. 
Well, I found this. Um, actually, I found this. I know we're going on a tangent. This now. is a post from Vinny Tortorich. I know Vinny Tortorich. I yes. interviewed him on the podcast. I know. He's a previous guest of this podcast. And he had this step. It said, how to enjoy vegetable oil. <laughs> step one, choose heart-healthy vegetable oils like canola, safflower, so- soybean oil, etc. Step two, place directly into garbage can. And then it says, step three, aggressively purchase butter, ghee, beef towel, coconut oil, or high-quality olive oil. So I, there, there is your tip. It was a yeah. very funny graphic. I'm going to send this to you because we'll post I, it. I know. Like we'll I said, post it on I, the... Um, I've heard... Vinny's been on the podcast. I've heard Vinny multiple times on the podcast I listen to regularly. Uh, he, he just shared that He is else. a very... Uh, he is pro-fat. Uh, you know, he's yes. a high-fat diet guy. Um, and I think he in it, he believes it works for majority of people more so than the standard American diet. And I agree to the, with that fact. But I also agree that like this lady um, was citing that the research right now is saying that polyunsaturated fat and monounsaturated fats can is better for your health, your heart health than saturated fat. And I would say Vinny would disagree with that. Mm-hmm. Now, I know clinical research is still catching up with it. I think more the benefits of saturated fat is actually becoming more and more a uh, reality with research. Um, but w- what we have right now suggests that going overboard with coconut oil and ghee and butter and things like that is not necessarily the answer. Well, and in the end... It is knowing that fat plays an important, crucial role in our health. But it's also knowing that we don't require a great deal of it to be healthy. Right. Some, for some people, are going to be more detrimental than others. And as we're explaining to you now, seed oils could be probably to more people than not because of their predominance in packaged foods and things you buy at the grocery store yep um there it's going to be even more dangerous because you're getting a lot of this in your diet already and it's it is an inflammatory when we say we've, we've told you what it is we've told you you know some of the science behind it but ultimately it's an inflammatory food and if you've heard us talk about inflammation on this podcast once, then you will have to take our word for it unless you've listened to all of our podcast episodes. We've talked about inflammation being at the heart of a lot of things. Right. That is essentially what causes illness in our body. Right. It's an inflammation and it starts to break down cells, introduces things, bad things, free radicals, causes more damage, which end up turning into physical health problems. So that's that's ultimately why all of these things are saying they're bad for you. Uh, okay. I at, mean, I at think the very at the very heart. That's I, that's why they say inflammatory foods are not good. Oh yeah, I I agree. That's inflammatory foods, I agree. And but I think 
Um, not all seed oils are inflammatory but, in certain amounts. Well, yeah, and I think I that's think what this article said. Here's, here's I think, some key takeaways is to know they're not all bad. Right. And that the storage and the quality of the seed oils that you get are very important. Right, that's true. Some are better than others. Right, agreed. And that in no way are we saying that you should continue eating tons and tons of these oils, even if you go and get their replacements, which are, you know, like the olive oil, the coconut oil, the Mm. butter, the ghee, the avocado oil, which I will say, like, for the most part, we have transitioned mostly to use those types of things. Right. But I started looking at, at the the labels in our pantry and stuff we're buying, and I was like, son of a... Yeah. There, there they are. That's the thing I would say is the certain reality is that they are putting seed oils, um, like canola, corn, in soy, places you will never know. Yeah, they're putting it in so many foods because, and I'm, this is just a quick little side note, I'm not going to go down this tangent, even though I love to go down tangent, they are cheaper basically options than mm-hmm. the things like olive oil or can- yeah. coconut oil and canola avocado oil, oil. Yeah, canola right oil. so like uh and i think Vegetable so and seed oils right so i think there are cheaper alternatives that's why a lot of you see it in a lot of processed food you see it um at fast food using it as fry oil and things like that and the more refined your seed oils are mm-hmm. That's what really does the damage. That's true. Yeah, as well. but you can have refined coconut oil and stuff like that. And you can have cheap olive oil. So right, exactly. So that's why we're saying high quality, refined quality. Oils, period, right? When yeah. it comes to oils and Creed. fats mm-hmm. of any kind, yep, absolutely crucial. If you're that's gonna, true. <laughs> it's kind of like if you're gonna have the really, you know, indulgent dessert, have the really indulgent dessert. Yeah. Don't have the prepackaged piece of crap. From the, you know, that you bought at a convenience store. Right. Because I know which one's probably going to be quote unquote better ingredients yeah. right. and better, better things. And that it quality matters. Yep. I agree. I agree. I think that's, uh, that, that's a good way to, to sum it up. It's like, uh, the, I think the, the, the quality of your oils can help guide you to making the right choices. Mm-hmm. Spend the money on something that's quality. There's a reason yeah. why that canola oil costs $2 per bottle of a yes. giant bottle. I mean, we've got, I mean, I know we still have it and I don't think we'll ever use it again, but we have some seed oils in that pantry that we bought years ago. Yeah. That we didn't, haven't used. I'm sure Which we definitely gotta throw them definitely out. Definitely we need to throw <laughs> yeah, them out. Yeah. So, uh, especially after reading this article, but yeah. it's like, uh, it, it's one of those things. The reason why it's so cheap is just because, you know, it, it's easier to produce. That's why it's more attractive to, uh, food producers as an ingredient, you know? Right. So. Now, hopefully, when this comes up in conversation, mm-hmm. which ultimately I feel like is going to come up a lot. Yeah. Our our recommendation, should people avoid seed oils, seed and or vegetable oils? I have a thought in my head. I'm you go, let me go. I want, yours is. Uh, my, it, it's tough because, like I said, it's if I would say avoid it because 
seed oils right now are becoming a very common ingredient in processed foods. So if you can consciously avoid buying seed oil for use for salad dressings or cooking, I think that would be a more, that'd be a good choice because it's already being trying to be, it's already probably into your diet through other sources that you're not even aware of. Yeah. So I would say yes, it's probably overall it is a good idea because you're probably already taking in more than you're even aware of. So that's essentially going to be my recommendation yeah. as well. We are we're aligned. <laughs> right. See, if you guys wonder, I we did not have this conversation before. So that you you're getting the real kind of yeah. process how we get to conclusions. Absolutely. I would say I don't know that you need to tell people that you um you know, unless they specifically ask, are you avoiding seed oils? I don't know that you need to actively tell everybody that you are. Yeah. Um, but with that said, I think it's such an amazingly important thing for us to know what's going into our bodies. Yeah. If this gets you and prompts you to look at your nutrition labels a little bit more, mm -hmm. then fan-freaking-tastic because... The food companies that make packaged goods particularly are always changing up their labels. They're always trying to save money, market their products, have things sell faster, and spend less money on trying to make them. You as the, the consumer, you have to pay attention to this stuff. Right. So yeah, I would go through your, your um, pantries, mm -hmm. your cabinets, do an assessment, maybe, you know, consider if you've got seed oils in there like we have that are maybe dusty, you haven't, yeah. you haven't touched in a while, throw them out. Right. And you don't need to go like completely, well, I can't ever eat another packaged food unless you have a health condition. That would probably help um, make a decision. But there's, there's a lot of places you're going to get this. You're probably, every time you go out to eat, those restaurants are probably going to end up cooking with these types of things. You're not going to be able to go to them and say, excuse me, I would like that fried fish basket that I just ordered. No mm -hmm. seed oil, please. Yeah. Like they're going to laugh in your face. Right. So be aware, know what you're getting yourself into and try to minimize your consumption of mm -hmm. seed oils. There you go. I think that's a good idea. I think that, that I think that's a sound recommendation. Yes. And if you have uh existing illnesses and health issues yeah. that you know this is you know you're already on an anti-inflammatory diet for and you didn't know about seed oils maybe talk to your doctor about it find out start really you know paying attention probably a little bit more important to look at that but ask again always ask your your doctor your physician your nutritionist for ultimate decisions on right. these things. If Agreed. You need to. Agreed. Great job. Uh, really pumped to get rid of that sunflower oil that we have in our. <laughs> I know you. You've been super, super against it for a long time. I, I've never like. I know we. we I don't even think you knew exactly why you were super against it. I don't know. That's now not you true. know more than ever. I was always, I was always a fan of olive oil. That's why. Okay. I actually, I, I admit that I got into the coconut oil craze for a little while there, putting it in my coffee and cooking with it and all that stuff. And then, um, you know, I'm somebody who is very, you know, I have hyper, you know, I'm 
I have high cholesterol, so I think I am susceptible to things like, um, you know, uh, the effect saturated fat ha has on my LDL. Um, so I removed those things from my diet, yeah, you know, know, and kept things. I, but I use olive oil. That's what I use for my dressing is olive oil and vinegar. Olive oil. So, I mean, I, I think it's still a winner in my book and i've just so always ironic. liked it for everything and i think we've read here great for cooking too we don't really fry stuff here so it doesn't matter it's good for sauteing and cooking things and i hate I olives yet i love olives. it's weird right uh -huh. Quite a all right we're pumped and we're yes. going to get you guys pumped by this next section of the podcast called what's got us pumped <laughs> all right yes. i'm going to go first something that i've talked about getting for a long time finally pulled the trigger and it is a wedding ring. Oh. oh I got a now, wedding ring. First of all, everybody, he does have a wedding ring. <laughs> He's we did not get married without getting him one. He got his little bit of bling just like I did. Mm -hmm. But the thing is it is a precious metal and oh yeah, you work in a super physical job. You yeah. basically always have. So he never wears his wedding ring. No. Also, I'm going to just throw it out there in case anyone's wondering, I don't get mad at this. No, you because don't. Because I understand nope. completely. I yeah. don't want him to lose his ring, the right. wedding ring. I don't want to lose it because I'll take it off. I have to grab a barbell or something like that. And I know, knowing me, I'll lose it. So this one is a from, what do you, how would you pronounce it? Q-A-L-O. I don't know. I'd, I'd probably call it like. Calo. 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 It's a the company produces basically a rubber uh, wedding ring. You yep. know, I've seen multiple people with it. I know they see people for weightlifters, jujitsu players, or martial artists, I should say. Um, so yeah, so I I looked through it. Um, I think I'm still shopping. Like I got one right here. Uh, the first one I got was too big. Yeah, I had to send it back. Uh, this one I got fits better, but I don't know if I really like the look of it. So I might send it back and get another little uh, style. Um, but luckily, these things are 30 bucks. Yep. Um, so, but I have used it, have used it with weightlifting and things like yep. that over the last couple of weeks. Super durable. But this still one is still a little too big. Um, it's, you know, it stays. Slides a little bit. Yeah, it slides a little bit. And especially if I get my hands wet, it really slides. So yeah. I'm worried about it going down the sink drain, just like a real uh, luckily it's $30, so I wouldn't be too upset. Uh, <laughs> but still, uh, I don't want to do that. So I'm still shopping, but it's pretty cool and definitely functional. So that, that is, I can't argue for sure. I think I just want to try a different style. You know, yeah. if I'm going to wear a ring, I want to look good. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, so this company is, you want to uh, match your style preference. Quelo? I don't know. It looks like Kalo. Kalo? Q-A-L-O. Basically, their motto is, nothing should come between you and the things you love. I like it. Okay. So, yeah. So, this is uh, this is what got me pumped. I only got a uh, functional wedding ring. And show all the ladies that, hey, You're off taken. the market. You're taking. Off the market. Sorry, ladies. Have been for a while. That's right. <laughs> what about you? I will take anybody on. I know. Um... So what's got me pumped? I am I am very happy for your ring. Mm -hmm. uh, mine is is a very simple thing, and I think it cost I don't know, like maybe two bucks, three bucks, and that is sunflowers. I know we just talked about seed oils. 
I thought this was sort of an appropriate <laughs> contrast that what's got me pumped this week is sunflowers. That is quite coincidental. I know, right? So in the recent years, we have planted sunflower seeds in our garden basically ever since Ella was really little. They've been great things to watch grow in the garden because they grow at a pretty impressive rate and they are so extraordinary visual. Like it's just, it's very impactful. Mm -hmm. So this year went crazy and I got like three packets of them and planted an entire garden bed with, with um, sunflowers. We'll post pictures on our Instagram the ATF podcast, if anybody doesn't know already, because they're just like so happy. They're just so damn happy. I love sunflowers. I love how they make you feel. I mean, they don't smell. I don't know that I've ever smelled a sunflower and been right. impressed, but they're just so happy and they are. They're so impressive. Like they get so big these ones are actually not as big as some of the others right. i feel like because we packed a lot in there but yeah um i just love like every time i look at them they make me smile i like how they bring the bees then the know. bees love them and apparently after they get old the chickens will love them yeah so i mean they just it is sunshine in your garden it's still not too late, I feel like, if you planted them, especially if you're farther south, you still have time for those suckers to grow. I think they only took, like, a month and a half. I don't even know that they took two months no, to grow full. So it's it's definitely something that can bring you a lot of joy. Mm -hmm. And I love finding joy in the simple things, you know, looking onto something and just feeling joy. That's what, that's what sunflowers do. I like it. Like you said. And it was it, very inexpensive. We might have, yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> and one of the things that grow in the middle of summer in Florida. I know, rare, which is so. rough. So we might have talked down on seeds and sunflower seed oil earlier, but we are a fan of sunflowers. But I lifted it back up. Yeah, so, we do love them. Guys, thanks for tuning in this week. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully you found it informational and educational. Uh, is informational a word? informational is a word yes all right there you go so i can rest easy now uh so <laughs> if you guys remember uh follow the atf podcast send us a dm if you're interested in a, a customized workout plan leave a rating review in apple Podcasts or your preferred podcast app and share the podcast with a friend yep and visit us over at the atf podcast on instagram we will be posting the picture i referenced earlier about um the seed oils mm -hmm. and we'll also post a picture of the sunflowers there we go loving. this has been another edition of the addictive fitness podcast and we'll check you next time bye for all things addicted to fitness you can check out our website addicted to fitness podcast.com you can also give us a follow on twitter at the atf podcast and like and follow the addicted to fitness podcast facebook page Last but not least, please give us a rating and review in the iTunes store. Thanks.